Welcome to the fourth episode of Georgie's Global Village. Today, I am looking forward to speaking to four great fathers from different countries, backgrounds, and family situations, and their perspectives on what it means to be an African father today. Enjoy. My name is George Yambo. I'm from Namibia. I'm married with two kids, a boy and a girl, three years old and a half. Uh, and the boy, one year and few months. Okay, thanks. Yes, I do live Zoom. with my family, <laughs> my wife, and my kids. Okay, thank yeah. you. Zoom. Great. Uh, okay, thank you very much. Hi, everyone. So my name is uh, Zumana Jara. I'm originally from Mali, the greatest country in Africa. Uh, I'm based in. Jo- <laughs> in Johannesburg, uh, in South Africa. So I have uh, four kids from, uh, of course, uh, two marriage, uh, three girls and one boy, ranging from, you know, uh, 19 years old to two months. So, uh, and I live with uh, one of the, the last born, and the rest are living with their mom in France. That's, uh, okay, thank you. Juma? How you doing, guys? Uh, Juma Omar um, from Tanzania, Zanzibar, Stone Town. I have two kids, Kameli, seven years old, Alia, seven month old. Uh, they both live with me and my partner in New Jersey. And um, that's it. It's been great. Okay, great, guys. So, um, you know, today's podcast, we're talking about fatherhood. So if you can share what it means to be a father to you. All right, so I'll continue going. Uh, fatherhood. Um, I became a father at 36 years old for the first time. Um, didn't know much, but I, I have a good sense of kids, family, and all the stuff because I grew up in a, in family. Kid. But I'm glad that I am, and I'm, I take that fatherhood with very pride. I'm happy. Also, I'm a hands-on dad. I'm very involved with my kids and everyday life and everything, toys, food, you know, school, everything that comes in. I mean, I, I, I'm very hands-on to the point that I actually gave up my job to be home with my, with my kids when my kid was born. My wife works. She works in a city full-time, very busy, so we didn't want to do babysitting stuff. I sold a bit, bit my business to become a dad. And um, it's been great since then. So for seven years now, you've been a stay-at-home dad? Uh, on and off. I, I'm, I'm doing stuff on the side, but, you know, for most part, yes. Great. What about the others? Zu, what does being a father mean to you? Well, I think, yes. Um, for me, I, I was father, father for the first time, uh, you know, it, uh, 19 years ago, huh? uh, when my first daughter was born, and uh, of course for me it required a kind of uh, you know uh, emotional investment and uh, dedication in the life of uh, my daughter. So as an African uh, Malian man, you know, uh, with a lot of brother and sister, where uh, of course I've seen on, only you know, the mother took taking care of uh, the kids. But me, uh, I think I was involved as a father 
to take care of my my baby, you know, to do as much as possible what, uh, you know, uh, the mother was doing, you know, like cleaning the child, trying to play with her as much as possible. Um, of course, for me, it, uh, it comes with a lot of, uh, uh, I would say, duties, you know, toward your children. So which uh, somehow, you know, is like providing them protection, uh, security, and to be a role model. Uh, which means, of course, uh, getting up uh, uh, and, and go to work and trying to provide uh, adequate uh, roof and food to put food on the table, of course. And possibly, if whenever it's, you know, you can make it is also, you know, uh, the kid extra activity, so to be present uh, physically and trying to support them as much as you can. So for me, this is really, yeah. How does mean being a father? Thank you. What about George? Uh, fatherhood. It's um, it's, it's uh, for me. It was an ex. It was an excitement to be to be a father. I was mostly looking forward to, you know, to raise my kids, which is something which I'm doing properly um, to raise them in the form of uh, combining the waste and, and a little bit of and more of the cultures of my tradition using the norms and values and the principles the way I was brought up but not to go a little bit not to go deeper in that because um, it's a new world you know everything changed um, we can't keep on referring back in the old traditions when you're raising raising your kids you know you need to to normalize their lifestyles with the with the um can i say with the way with the, the world new is environment made. yeah 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 with yeah. the modern stuff yeah it's it's it's, it's uh, for me the most important is to be there for them you know to provide for them and also to I can do what my wife can do, and my wife can do whatever I can, what a man can do. You know, if I'm not there two days or three days, she can do, she can take over. She can also travel with work. I'll be home with my kids. Make sure, just yeah. to make sure that they have everything that they need, but not to spoil them also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah a delicate balance. Okay, that's interesting. I think it's interesting when you say, um, you know, you want to bring them up both with your culture and the Western culture. What do you see, like what aspects of your culture is important for you to bring in your upbringing of the kids, for example, for all three of you? Mm. Because all three of you are from three country, African countries with, you know, their own values and cultural specificities. So, yeah, by doing that, you sort of uh, you sort of take them back to their to the roots. You know, they need to understand who they are first before you send them out there. You know, because the world is open, there are a lot of things that can influence them. So once you brought that with those principles and values from your culture, they'll be able to understand this. In my culture, it's not done that way, and this is how my parents brought me up with the princip- with those principles and norms and values. So it 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 also it also open up their mind and their mind, you know, 
um, just to have boundaries that, okay, listen, I know I can do that, but where I'm coming from, it's not, it's not allowed. Yeah. Agreed. What do you guys think that the others? All right. So for me, it's, um, culture is very important. Uh, in my household, we have to, we have, uh, my partner, she's Romanian and I'm from Tanzania. To, to find that balance between those two has become very challenging. My kid is, it's a, a, she's a, a biracial. Now we have to also have to find a balance there between her. I mean, both kids are biracial. Find a balance between, you know, living in a world as a biracial uh, kid, which is a little bit challenging, you know, because there are difficulties, especially living in the United States. Um, yeah. And the main things that we're trying to teach our kids is, you know, be happy, be respectful, you know, know your responsibility early and uh, learn as much as you can. And we are very heavy on that. So we move on from there. That's the cut that life I was brought up with. Education, responsibility, dedication and um, respect. Yeah, I think, yeah. yes, I, I, I will add, uh, you know, elaborate on the same vein saying that exactly uh, I think we are uh, definitely uh, bringing them uh, up with uh, you know uh, a different culture western and traditional or our own culture where we are from and I will say even those kids are you know uh, kind of uh, third culture children so and I think uh, it's good to from our side really ensure that uh, those kids, they adopted the basic rule of, uh, you know, the society, which is like teaching them, you know, uh, how to respect, how to show respect to other people, how to be polite, greet the basic, you know, stuff, you know, and, and respect the other. And for that, I think um, difference with uh, my own education, I'm keen to really listen to my kids, interact with them as much as possible and trying to understand their concern and, and how to address it if necessary. Uh, but therefore, trying to also, you know, put some boundary and, and be firm when, uh, you know, uh, have to be. And a, a very important element, which really is a lesson learned from my own education and which I try to, to I mean, to improve uh, with my kids is really as much as possible to have this kind of, how to say, horizontal conversation, you know, on different topics. Uh, at least we can discuss about many things without having taboo, without having this kind of uh, only vertical rapport, authoritarian, as it was uh, my case, you know, like uh, with uh, the father, uh, only you discuss when they are giving you some order, you know, but... Uh, not having this possibility to even question them, to ask them certain things which can be seen like uh, being polite, you know, asking for a kid uh, to ask uh, the, 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 the old people. So I really, with my kid, trying to, to, to build this kind of rapport where we can discuss openly about uh, different things so that uh, I can, you know, teach them uh, uh, different things which... I, I think could be good for them, you know, uh, somehow in this society where we are living. Here is a, 
you know, of course, uh, trying to, you know, when we have kids uh, living uh, abroad, you know, at, at least not in Africa, at least uh, my, my, my other kids, uh, which are uh, living in France, is bringing them as much as possible, you know, in my, my, my country so that they can understand where they come from and somehow even how privileged they are with uh, the little thing they, they have so that they will appreciate them more. So, and uh, this is something, yes, I, I really am keen on, on this aspect also. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I think it's important because there's three different scenarios here. George is living with his kids in Namibia. He's Namibian. Juma is living in the States. From He's Tanzanian and, um, you know, he's been living there for a long time. And you have your kids both um, living in France and with you. And you make sure that they come back to you know, your country, Mali, to know where they come from. So I feel, you know, there's three different scenarios, but you all raise the same point about bringing, you know, the cultural aspect of how you grew up and what was important, the rule, you know, the the morals that were instilled in you that you want to instill in your kids, but still like modernizing it so that there's no conflict with the world that they're living in today, right? I, I, I think that's the big challenge for all parents is, uh, okay, we want to instill our culture, but there's, like you said, they're third culture kids. They're dealing with many different cultures, many different way of thinking, and it's um, finding okay. the balance in raising Absolutely. them, right? Do all yes, three of um, feel that way? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think we all agree on that on that part. Is finding the balance is very very hard mm. and um, it's challenging, and it's challenging at a time, and. Um, and it's important to, I mean, you, you, you can be hard on them. You can be, yeah, I was, like, like myself, for example, as a father, I try to interact with my child as, as much as I can, especially for the older one right now, because she's at the age that she's, you know, first grade, she's learning things, she's exploring things. And that we do give her, her all the freedom to do that. But at the same time, we pretty much try to control what she, you know, what she does. So it's, it's, it's a, challenging but they and uh one 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 is one thing is during the pandemic because now we have to move on to homeschooling in the united states so that's kind of accelerates everything in terms of their you know learning experiences and different things and, and all the stuff yeah what about you george Living in Namibia, but trying to find that balance between the your culture and the Western culture. Ah, it's it's um it's be it, it it's a bit difficult. But we are trying to since um you know at home you are trying to teach them this when they go to schools, you know they learn something different. <laughs> so when you come there, you start arguing a little bit, and um, in the process also. Uh, nowadays with these kids, you know, whenever, uh, when they learn something new, when they come back home and they try to correct you, they will never, and you see, you keep on insisting, <laughs> no, that's not right. That's not right. You know, they'll never ask you anything anymore. They'll prefer to, to talk to their teacher than you. <laughs> than you. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It, 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 it is, it is a game absolutely but uh, one way you need to find a way how you can balance that you know um 
some um, sometimes what we do also we uh, we try to to keep it traditional at home. You know, we speak our traditional language. You know, our local language at home. Then English, it's only at school. Um, and also limit um, the technology, YouTube stuff for them, you know. It's, uh, yeah, we try to balance everything. Yeah, I think that's the point uh, also, I mean, whether it is uh, the kids are living in Europe or in Africa, it depends on also on the level of, uh, you know, the, the parents. I mean, if in Africa they are part mm. of, you know, like a middle class or high class uh, Definitely, there will be crazy with those kind of, uh, you know, focus on, on, let's say, on more Western culture, if uh, we can say this uh, in that way. And definitely, as you say, for sure, when they go to school and what they learn outside, sometimes they will try to challenge, you know, uh, uh, some of your decision. But this is what I was saying. And mm. from my own education is really trying to, as you say, you know, have a, this kind of open discussion with them, not too strict sometimes, but, you know, allow to have this conversation. But of course, depend on the age of uh, the, the kid. But this personally with my, 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 my 19 years daughter, who is now at the university, is like uh, really, you know, yeah. we discuss, we put all the, we really discuss like uh, two adults sometimes. I have my point of view, she has a point of view. So, uh, and that's very interesting to see how the kid can also have his own, you know, uh, idea on certain terms, etc. But uh, I remember, you know, when uh, last time we went to to Mali on holiday, and she was having the same conversation with uh, my dad, who is kind of old school. And at some point, you know, they were discussing about the the, the religion. And she just say, no, you know what? Mm. I am ate. I don't. I don't have a religion. Oh my God! I was like, oh my God! What did you say? Never <laughs> say that to them. Never say. You know. You know. Okay, you can say that to me. I mean, to your mom, but not to to my my parents. They will never understand. And exactly after this conversation, you know, my dad called me. What is that? Eh? You cannot uh, educate properly uh, your kid, your child. They don't practice. And now they are saying even they don't believe. They're ate, how you say, ate, no, ate, in French. Atheist, atheist. Atheist, So yeah. what is that? So it was a big deal in the family. And I said, my daughter, you know what? Exactly in Europe, you can say that, to have this kind of conversation. But when you come in Africa, never. You see in a country where 90% of the population is Muslim, you cannot say this kind of thing. They will never understand it. You see? And then she said, yeah, okay, dad, I understand you. I'm sorry, but uh, you know. <laughs> so I said, don't be too often. <laughs> With them, you can be open with me. We can discuss about everything, you know, homosexuality, whatever, etc. But with them, no, they are, they are not. <laughs> yes, uh, so that she can, she knows, uh, like uh, you know, some of some boundary and uh, when discussing with other people. So that was a kind of anecdote. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And it brings me to my next question about how society is reacting to the way you are involved in your children's upbringing, because it's different the way you were brought up, all three of you probably. So how does society, your family, your friends and society in general react to the way you are involved in your children's lives? 
Ah, uh, well, I can continue. Right. Yeah. Same vent. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's well, my case. I will say I can see this particularly whenever I take the, my kids to to Mali, of course, uh, and to see how my brother, and sister, and my parents sometimes they react. But well, number one is like they see okay, there are Western kids. They are like lost. Is what they would say. Sometimes you know they behave like uh, Western. They are lost, etc. And of course, uh, I have uh, when whenever they say that, I will explain to them. Yeah, you cannot expect them to behave exactly like you guys here in Mali. So definitely no. So and I will defend eh, my kids uh, and trying to also uh, resonate uh, somehow my 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 sibling or my parents. Uh, and and one thing is like my my brother, youngest brother. Well, unfortunately, my kids. That's the thing I I, I I could I I fail I will say is really to teach them uh, Bambara my my mother tongue. So, but there is there is a reason because uh, why I couldn't do that because I was living abroad and it was very difficult to maintain this kind of conversation. So for them, they expect them to speak, and my brother say to my son, Ah, you don't speak Bambara because I spoke to him in Bambara and uh, he responded in French, and he told me literally. Uh, ah, you are lost. You are a lost case. And I think the boy, he was, uh, he was, uh, you know, at that time, nine or ten years old. And uh, I think, I think he was a bit traumatized by, <laughs> by what my brother said. And he didn't tell me is when we returned back to France. You know, he he told me that uh, you know what my uncle told me that uh, etc. I didn't like it. Uh, blah blah blah. And I called my brother. Uh, someday when we are discussing and to explain to him, he shouldn't say this kind of thing to, to the boy because they are young and they come on holiday uh, to interact with, uh, you know, their cousin, everybody. So even though they don't speak the language, but uh, this is not a way to really, you know, speak to them. And of course, my brother, he did not appreciate it because for him, in our tradition, uh, my son is his son, his son as well, and he can say, he can say whatever he wants. So he did not take it well, yeah. the fact that I call him to blame for really, you know, uh, having said that to my son. But I tried to explain to him. It's not a problem, but just uh, take into consideration also, you know, there are not uh, uh, 100% Malian. So they can, don't expect them to be really, uh, to behave 100% like a Malian. So, yeah. So you have this kind of situation yeah. and you need, you have to deal with it to make people understand that. Yeah, <laughs> who they are and where they come from. It's yeah, so this challenge will all be there. Yeah. So for 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 me and for us here in United States, that concept is pretty easy because it's encouraged in United States. They try to get fathers in United States to be more involved with their kids. So it's not a really problem that we don't get you know judged based on how involved you are how n- involved you are but you get judged based on how not involved you are with your kids yeah. in the united states mm-hmm. so that concept is, is encouraged here mm-hmm. um my kids they haven't had a chance to visit home yet i will cross the bridge when we get there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um my daughter she's americans they come do you ask her right now like where where you're from, she'll tell you, I'm from America. It's like, she literally told us the other day, it's like, you're from Tanzania, you are from Romania, but me, I'm American. (laughs) 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 
so that's the kind of life I'm living in right now. But um, <laughs> it's yeah. It's, so United States to be involved with your kids, especially for fathers, is encouraged. And I'm I'm very lucky to have a group of friends in the United States who are with, and we are black, different nations, uh, fathers, and they are just as involved as I am. And I've known these guys for about twenty years. We all have average of two kids now, and we are all very involved. We get our kids together, they play together, and so they're growing up like a community. But it's just different cultures. Yeah. Yeah. And how does your how does your family back home feel about you being home with your kids as a man and father? Oh, it, this is this is a choice that I made. Um, yeah. And um, made the choice. It was difficult um, for me. It was very very difficult for me. Uh, it took me about two years to accept that concept. But me, I went to school, I was working, I started a business here, I was doing great. But all, I had to give all that up to raise my kids the right way because I did not want to leave my kids with a babysitter here or daycare and just, it just wasn't adding up to me. So it's a choice I made and it took me about two years to accept it. And, but I was, you know, beginning, like any man, I have an ego too. So I was very, very not comfortable with sharing mm. that part. And it took me about two years to accept it. But after that, you know, in, for now, it's just a, a normal thing. And I'm happy with it. And uh, I'm, I'm yeah. able to find another way to make income. So that's, you know, staying home for a long, for long time, you'll find a way to make money. And... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and become resourceful. You become very resourceful. <laughs> so I, you know, I find a way to make just to, to make an income, stay at home, and uh, you know, make it work. I think it's great that you're staying at home, Dad. I think it's it's so, especially as an African man, you know, like it's so rare. I have hardly met any African man who stays mm -hmm. home with the kids. So, so that's why I was very interested to hear how this, your society or your, your environment reacted to oh. that. Already you had issues with it, but it was your decision. It took some time, but you're very comfortable. Mm -hmm. You're doing a great job. And I think it's encouraging also for other men who are thinking of it or want to, you know, that they can. And it's there's nothing wrong with it because it's a lot of work. I think you realize right when you're home it, 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 and taking care of your kids. It it, it is a lot mm. of work. I it is a lot of work. It's not it's not easy. I at the beginning I couldn't I couldn't I I didn't realize how much work it was going to be, but um, and I started this when she was six months. When my first daughter was six months, um, and. It got it got tough, but uh, but you know, back home, my mom came here. My mom has visited. She sees what we do, and she's okay with it. Uh, my father is okay with it, as long as you know financially taking care of the kids, and uh, we have financially we are okay. So that's the best part. I think that's the thing, right? The expectation of the father's role is to make sure that you are. Um, breadwinner you know financially yeah the breadwinner financially you know stable or making sure the roof is over their heads the food is on the table etc yeah. so 
What about you, George? How does uh, how does society, your family, and react to the way you're involved with your children? It's um, yeah. I think it all depends where you also go out and um, expose your kids. Um, I remember a few years ago when my child, my firstborn, was uh, six months, six to seven months. We traveled to the coast, to the coastal line of uh, of Namibia, Valves Bay. And I had to put my daughter on the back. I think my wife was busy somewhere. And went out for a walk in the CBD. And all when I was walking there with my child on my back, all these guys that were walking there were all staring at me, you know. Because in my culture, <laughs> it's not common for a guy to do that. You know, it's 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 more like a forbidden thing. It should not be done. A guy should not do that. It's a woman work. So I didn't mind. It's my daughter, you know. I did that. I was walking. And all these guys were staring, passing by me, looking at me and talking. And some of them were even smiling. You know, I didn't mind. Yeah, it just depends yeah. how you take how you take on that. At the end, I'm just caring. I'm just caring for my daughter, you know. I just want to give her that comfort that I'm your father. I can do whatever your mother can do. You know, society can devalue or value themselves on the, on those things. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important what you say. Like, you know, it's maybe culturally not accepted, but you didn't care. Just like Juma is like, what's important is what my child needs at this time. And I'm just going to do it no yeah. matter what anyone else thinks. Right. Yeah. Even as a Malian, I know, like, you know, like feeding your child, changing the diaper or, uh, you know, yeah. staying up at night, staying home. It's not expected because, like you said, you grew up seeing your mother only doing that. And then now yeah. you're doing it, too. So it's like, what? Yeah. When others see that, I think it's motivating. They want to do it. And it's probably encouraging yeah. other men, hopefully. No, to I do think, it. yeah, that's yeah. definitely a great thing. You know, is when you do it and even how you say the how you get closer to your kids. You know, uh, well, my, I have this example of uh, after my divorce is when I will take my kids, my three kids, myself, we travel, we stay together, how long, you know, one month, two months, and I do everything. I cook, you know, before getting married, I cook, I do everything for them. And funny enough, this is when really we start appreciating more each other because I was more present. Yeah. And, uh, because well, when we were together, of course, I would say the mother is there doing certain things. Uh, sometimes I was even jealous, no? Because uh, they will rather prefer sometimes to go with the mother. Uh, and yeah, I was sometimes, well, what happened? Why they are following the mother? Of course, they were living with the mother most of the time because I used to travel a lot. Uh, because of my work but uh, just yeah i've noticed this difference for sure and how uh, sometimes even i say the divorce helps you know uh, more a lot for me to appreciate more to to really be more involved with my kids and discuss about uh, you know many things etc mm. etc et so and every time i'm looking forward really uh, to have them with me for the holiday. Of course, with a corona, yeah, I stay like yeah. uh, you know a lot of months without seeing them. But uh, soon, of course, uh, we're forced to go to ski together, and and that really is very 
very, very important. So when I hear Omar uh, saying, you know, staying home as that, I imagine, you know, in the future how, you know, the relation, you know, it will build up with the kids. Definitely, this is something yeah. nobody can really take that away. Yeah? And mm. and if yeah. I have to do really differently, sometimes this is what I say, uh, I will, I don't know, I will, I don't know if uh, the job of COP I have that which took me all over the world, uh, I will have to really <laughs> uh, maybe, you know, uh, not take those kind of job and to to stay closer to the, the, the kids. Yeah. But, yeah, Omar, you, but one thing you mentioned okay. is like uh, when your daughter or says she's American, I don't know, how do you react uh, about about that the fact she says she's american uh, and not tanzanian well well for start I'm, she is american she was born american so i really can argue no, much yeah it, no it's interesting no, no i'm not it's not being judgmental but Culture. yeah exactly because i went through the same yeah, yeah. you know with my kids originally i was telling them no you are malian you are malian you know and then uh, slightly i changed yeah. to say oh you are franco-malian franco-malian and then Lastly, because you know, sometimes I think when I was saying that uh, they were they were excluding themselves, particularly in France. Of course, there is a, this big experience with a kid uh, living in a ghetto and thinking that they are Malian, and they have almost nothing with Mali because they were born in France, uh, grew up in France, etc. And and as I say, one day if they even yes. want to be president, if they don't consider themselves as a front, how can they claim to be? you know, a leader uh, in this country. So, yeah, totally yeah. agree uh, with that. And I change. I say to my kids, you are Malian, but your father is coming from Mali. I know you are French. <laughs> Sorry, you are French, but your Malian is original from Mali. This is what you have to keep in your mind. And I know many people were like uh, accusing me, how can you say that your kids, they will never be French, blah, blah, blah. They are Malian. I say, no. I know why I'm saying that, and this is my my stand, and I will continue pushing in in the, that direction. Yeah. Well, so far for for me, um, I'm not fighting her on that department because she's seven years old. Oh, okay. She is she, she hasn't got the concept yet. So the thing is, this is something come up later. Like I say, she told when she told me this that my first answer was. You will understand yeah. later. Right, right. I don't, I don't expect you to understand right now. But later on, as you get older, you will understand what I'm, what I'm saying. That you are Tanzanian and Romanian, and you are American, but your background is Tanzanian and American because in Romania. So my first answer was, you, you will get it later. Yeah. You know, later on in life, you understand what cultures that are you are mm. you are involved with. Yeah. I see that Alexi joined us. I'm sorry. Hi, how are you doing, Hi. Good, good, good. How are you? We're <laughs> doing great. I thought it was to, to be tomorrow. I didn't know that it would be. Uh, you guys, you guys, you guys, you don't want me to sleep or what? Huh? It's nine o'clock. No, no, it's even eight. I'm in Mali. No, it's eight. Really? You guys, you're very young. So that's why. You, Really? <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why. Uh, no, I, we know you You were babysitting, right? During my time yeah. when you, I used to be in, 
a young boy, you know, it, 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 it was like and you, you belong to the, not only to your family, but you belong to even to, to your dad's friends, your mom's friends. So you belong to a community, not only to your direct family, which is different today. Today, it's, you, it's like, I mean, if you manage your kids, you manage them alone. There's nobody else who's going to help you. To, uh, nobody else. Is, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, so this is a life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is life. So, you know, it's, uh, things change completely. So, uh, back then we used to, uh, I mean, moms used to be involved in everything, managing the kids and so on and so forth. Today, even, even we men, we, we are really involved. I mean, you have to, to look after them. Uh, it's, a share, it's a shared responsibility, uh, more than it used to be before. I mean, I remember when I was young, my, my dad used to go just to drink his beers, and then everything was being done by my mom. Uh, which is different today. Today I have grown-up kids. Uh, unfortunately, they lost their mom, so which means that I'm the only responsible. So I have to take care of them. You know, you, you try to be a mom and dad at the same time. And uh, in terms of society, the community, no, nobody, nobody is going to help you. You, you manage yourself. So it's, it's a kind of a tough, a tough uh, responsibility, but uh, you do it. Uh, well, you know, uh, when you have boys and, and girls, uh, you need to go back to the books and read exactly how to manage girls. I mean, you know, sometimes you receive questions you don't exactly know how to do. So, <laughs> I'm a man when you talk about them, <clears throat> where to buy pads and so forth so and so on. I need to figure it out. But it's, it's a kind of... Uh, when it goes well, it's okay. But when... When you face problems, of course, it's, it's very tough. Uh, it's very tough. Of course, you have as well the social media, yeah, but... you know. Uh, people, they are young kids, they become very independent very quickly, which wasn't before. Well, I was born in Bujumbura, Burundi, yeah. and came back to Rwanda uh, after genocide. And uh, I'm actually in Rwanda on holidays. And how many children do you have? The legal ones or even others? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, where are you? The ones you consider your children. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, when, when a game, you start by 11, 11 players, you have others that are on the bench. No, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> so, that's, what, that's what we're laughing about. It sounds like you have a collection of no, them. No, I've, I've got... Uh, I've got three, four kids uh, from 20, 20, 26 That's good. To, to 10 months. My first born is 26. My last one yeah. is, uh, is 10 months. That's three girls yeah. and one boy. I'd like to know from all of you is what you would do. Zoo, you already went into that, but what you would do differently today as a dad. If I mean, your kids are still young. Maybe Alexi and Zoo 
maybe George, I don't know, and Amjuma, what would you do differently if you could? Um, what would I do? Well, I'm only seven years into this business. <laughs> you so. were only seven? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only seven years into this business. <laughs> so I, I don't have much, you know, regrets. I don't have in terms of in yeah. terms of raising my kids. I don't have regrets. I think I'm. I, I think I've made my choices. I made my decisions, and I'm happy with them, and I'm very comfortable with them. Very good. Okay, so Zoo, what would you uh, do differently, and then George, and then Alex? I, I think I addressed that uh, earlier, but I would say again, I shouldn't divorce to be much closer to to <laughs> to, to my kids. But at the same time, as I say, you know, is after divorce also somehow, you know, I enjoy more uh, the company of my kids because, you know, I could take them to holiday and be 100% with them, cooking, doing everything, you know. So that was also a very pleasant moment. And that, uh, you know, bring, you know, uh, somehow brought us closer and closer. So it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a balance, uh, oh. but definitely, you know, um, I invite, as I say, somehow Omar, you know, if uh, it was possible really to not be traveling all over the world and to be, to spend more time at home with kids and enjoy them, really that's something I will have uh, think twice, uh, you know, because uh, you can get money, but uh, it will never replace the time you will, uh, you know, uh, 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 you will miss. Oh, uh, maybe. So, uh, so you, you, Zumana, you just, you, you just said, you what just said I, that uh, huh? if you have to do it differently, you will stay with your kids. You won't, you will no longer travel or go work abroad. If I have well understood, isn't it? Yeah. I think. Yes. I think you're absolutely right. We, I start traveling and working abroad for since long time. It has been more than almost 20 years. And I think yeah, I've, I've, I've missed a lot. I've missed a lot. Yes. Uh, I'm a hard worker guy, you know, and uh, every time I go to a tough area to do my job, I don't even think about myself. I think about my kids and my wife. I, I, I remember when I started, I, I used to live in a very, very dirty place. I don't, I don't want to be too to live in a luxury, you know? I don't, I don't want to feel okay. I was just thinking I need to get money for my kid and my wife. But I, I realized, actually, what they need most, it's not, it's not, it's not your money, it's not even your... You know, they, they need our presence. I remember the first mission when I went to Chad, uh, I spent like nine months without going back, back home. My son was quite, he was, uh, was two years old. When I came back, he couldn't even call me. He called me uncle mm. like two weeks. He was then asking mom, who is this guy? Is the uncle, is this? That's one. Secondly, when, when I came back, you know, the, the first day, everybody, everybody come and then they're very happy to see you. You open the bars, you give them gifts. But after, after a certain moment, like let's say an hour or so, everybody just, they have their own program. They go back to their own program. Once you, you, you done with your gifts, they go back to your program. I really, one time I, I was 
I was almost crying when I see actually they are all focusing on the on the gift rather focusing on me. So which means that your presence is really needed. We need to make money, but there should be a kind of a balance. At some point, you need to stop. I know when we work, we get good money, you work in the UN, we work for NGOs, and you tend to forget and you, you lose it. You lose the contact with your wife, you lose the contact with your kids, and it's, it's very serious. If I, had, if I had to do it differently, I would have stopped before and come back home and stay with my wife and my kids. And, and I just sometimes feel so guilty about what happened all the time I spent outside without them. Without looking at them on a daily basis, go out to my, my daughters, my son, talk. You know, my wife is telling me, you need to, need to talk to your son. I can't manage your son. Sometimes he asks me questions, but I can't. I can't know exactly what to respond. So you feel like you, you, you're missing a lot. So money, yes, but um, the family is, is very important. That's beautiful, Alexi. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. George, how do you feel? Because you're a new dad also, so you're learning from these old dads. Hey, hey, hey. I'm only seven yeah. years. <laughs> you get it. You're my contact now. I'm a yes. specialist in this business. Anytime, and it's going to be for free. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I'm new to this. Um, and there's nothing much I'll change currently. Uh, I think I'm on the right track. Good. Um, what I do most of the time, um, I try to take to take my kids to their grandmothers, yeah, for weekends. There they learn some new things also, mm -hmm. um, and also to just to put them in the right direction. You know, uh, she's she's young, but she's she's learning. You know. How did she? Uh, three years. Three years. Yeah. Uh, three years. And my son is two years. Your son is two years. Yeah, two young. No, no, no. They're, they're, no, my son is one year. They are not. They're not very young. Let me tell you. You have mm. to spend a lot of time with them. Definitely, it starts very early. You know, my my daughter is ten. Yeah. When I leave home, I spend like an hour or two hours outside. When I come back, I see the difference. She just run it. She just mm -hmm. comes, you know. She doesn't talk, but I see in her eyes how, you know, how she misses me. They they start very early. The connection has mm -hmm. to start now. Don't don't yeah. miss even a single second. You know, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Grab it. Yeah, yeah. Even if you go to your, your mom, your grandpa, whatever, mm -hmm. go there together. Stay around. Yeah. Stay around. Don't leave them. Don't 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 look for support. It's your responsibility. Not only it's your support, it's your, your responsibility, but they're your blood. They have to feel you. And they you know, yeah, my yeah. kids they are grown up now. Sometimes they told me they tell me things I used to do. I don't even remember. That I remember one day you took me to this place and so and so. I don't remember. And they were very young. So really definitely, mm. even if three their memory it's it's working already. Yeah, it's true, Fred. Yeah. Thanks, man. Mm -hmm.
Okay, guys. So before we round off, I just wanted to ask each of you to 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 maybe share your last message uh, to you know fathers who are listening to this and uh, maybe who are struggling to balance between what they really want to do and what society expects. You know, everything, all the challenges we talked about today. I mean, we've shared messages and lessons learned, but maybe one final word from each of you before we close off. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I'll go first. Um, for me, the most important out there is when you are with your kids, you're not babysitting. Mm-hmm. You are being a father. There's no such a thing as a father babysitting their kids. It does not exist. All right, when you're your kids, you're, you're a father, you're being a father, you're taking care of your kids. And that, it, I, people soon say, oh, you're home babysitting? No, there's mm-hmm. no such a thing. Um, and another thing is decisions you make with your kids about for your kids, it should be you and the mother alone. Nobody else should. It should matter what everybody else thinks about how you run your family, how you involve your your family. It should be the, every decisions, every choices that you make between you for your kids should be between you and the mother, and that's it. They don't know their, They don't know what you're doing with your kids. They don't know. So that's that's yeah. the message I want to put it out there. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I Zoo? think I would say exactly that. Uh, of course, uh, we should be a father and dad at the same time uh, to spend time with our kids, to love them, and make them that really you know we care about them and we love them. So avoid going to uh, to the extreme, you know, not being too tough, uh, 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 strict. And at the same time, not being a too laxist, you know, to ensure that the kids appreciate what they have mm-hmm. compared to other, you know, uh, kids in the world, and that they respect really people uh, by doing the basic thing, which is greeting, appreciating, and uh, being polite. So. I don't, okay, I don't need noise in no, But I'm thing. cooking. I can't, That's I can't edit father, that out. So I'm doing my job. <laughs> okay five minutes yeah um raise your kids the way you think is the right way you know if you can create that relationship between you and your kids and is the best thing that you you think is the best thing you can do for your kids let let it be you know do not Give a damn about what the society think of you. You know, it's it's you raising your own kids. You know, the society will ne- they will raise your kids the opposite way. You know, and once you let the society detect how to raise your kids, then forget about them. They are no longer yours. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Alexi. Any, any wise last, last words? One. Just be there. To share. Be there. Hundred percent. Just be there. Hundred percent. Whenever Just you have be time, there. be there. Yeah. Follow them. It's not following like to do list. You know, just show them love. Love them. Love them hundred percent. Love them hundred percent. By loving mm. them, they will understand the way the way you lived before, the way you're living now, and your your plan your, your planning process. Just love them. They will just look at you. If you give them love, they will understand everything. So my 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 only word just we really be there and love. Them. The society, don't, don't uh, society, well, <laughs> forget about them. Forget about the society. 
Mm. Just forget, <laughs> forget about it. Even, let, let me tell you. Even, I, I disagree even, with even, this, but... Even, even the uncles, the, the, the aunties, the, yeah. it starts within your own family. It starts within. So love them when you're there yeah. and make sure that they get your education, they get the way you see things. And being a dad, I suppose that you, you're a good person. You have to show you have to show them the best, the best of you and the best of the life. You understand? So just be there and teach them love. One, one last on point, it. which, uh, you know, uh, I think George and, uh, and Alex raised that point, like uh, to not take care about the society, what the society say, which I say I disagree somehow. You know, going back yeah. to the traditional where I think yeah. today, yeah, the society sometimes somehow is failing to educate kids because they don't care, you know, much. Uh, while in the past, you know, they, we used to say in the community, the community also contribute to the, the, the education of your kid, instilling like good value, norm, etc. And nowadays, I think uh, people really are, you know, somehow deviating because they, <clears throat> they don't care about uh, other kids and, and good education about a certain norms which were, mm. I think, we don't really know. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're becoming yeah. We're like... You know, you know yeah. I, I, I said it because still... I think uh, the first information that your kid has to have, it has to come from you. Absolutely, the, yeah. The, the education, the, the, the basics has to come from you, from mm -hmm. within, from your, the, the mom and from the dad. Because what they're going to get from outside, when I say outside, it's your direct family, it's even other people. I was the, um, the HIV marketing director. So we used to teach people and say, say uh, talk about sex or to teach me about sex. So who, is, who, is, who is going to teach our kids about sexual, sexuality, for example? We've, we've discovered actually, it's we parents, we have to talk to them about those kind of stuff. Because when they get information from outside, it's, it comes differently, in a wrong manner. Mm. And people would teach yeah. them other stuff. And you know, there's so many things happening within the family, you wouldn't even want to think about. I mean, if I, I, I may talk about rape, for example, mm. you know, if you look at studies, you discover that I think the young girls, uh, 14, 15, 16, uh, the first intercourse, you know, she, she, did, she, she did it with the uncle of the cousin because these guys, they are around the family. Yeah. So that's why I've said, make sure really you are there and teach them whatever you have to teach them. And make sure that anything, any information they get from yeah. Any information about their their body, their body, whatever you want to tell them, they get they, they get it from you, from the mom, from you. It it is very important. I think uh, Zumana raised that point, Alexi, before you joined, saying that he has like you know not a vertical relationship but a horizontal relationship with his kids, where they you know they feel comfortable and open enough mm. to talk to him about all kinds of subjects which I think is important because then they get the information yeah. from you before they go and get it outside. You That's know? Very it's important, also... yeah. Thank you guys. I, for me, it was I'm very inspirational. That. I really learned. I liked the stories that you shared. Thank you for being open and 
candid also with your stories. I hope it was interesting and inspirational mm. for you as well yeah. to learn from yeah. each other. It was very interesting. <laughs> you see, we continue discussing because no. it was, I think the time was very, very, very inspiring. inspiring and, yeah. mm. you know, we learn. Uh, I will appreciate <clears throat> some of the testimony. Yeah. yeah. It was nice talking thank to you. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you so much. Thank you for putting this together. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Okay. Have a nice Hello. evening Bye. and day. Keep in touch. Bye bye. Take care. All right.